You're listening to a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. We are the answers. It's fine. I, as you know from what, listening to the pa- couple of past episodes, I burp on here, and I'm just like, I don't mean to. It's just I was up talking. I was like, burp. yeah. I got the I got the case of Rick. <laughs> oh, I believe we are live. I'm gonna assume we are because usually my phone goes off. Like, just hey, this is going on. Hello and welcome to Elsner's, a production of Galactic Network. I'm Gregor Sprague, and both Corey and Sean are out again. Corey, um, he he might talk about this more next week, but he got in a car accident, and um, Sean has a restraining, a reverse restraining order out for our guest here, which is weird since he booked him. Um, no, uh, Sean had to bow out last minute, but joining uh, joining me is the host of Play Comics uh, podcast. It is Chris Osborne. Chris, how you doing, sir? I'm good. And how are you? I'm doing great. Um, re- and real quick before we get the show, let you guys know you can find all the stuff about the show at elsnerds.com and you can find everything out about our parent company over at gncasts.com. And on Else Nerds, we tend to spoil or shoot our mouths off without thinking, so we will both spoil things and swear liberally. You have been warned. So, yeah, um, I was a little bit, I don't want to say disappointed, saddened would probably be a better word, because we got a lot of news out of Comic-Con, and where I'm excited because I get to talk to you about it, but I, I also wanted to hear my co-host's opinions on some of the things here. But let's just get right into this news. Um, we got Captain Marvel. First off, th- this is all stuff coming from the the Comic Con uh, floor. So the first one I will mention is a quickie. We don't really got to get too far into it. Um, the TV show. Have you ever heard of Con Man? I'll, I'll start with that. I haven't. Okay, so Con Man. It's uh, now. Let me. I'm going to give you the premise. You can tell me if you've heard of this of this thing before. So you have an actor who plays a uh, the pilot of a ship, of a spaceship, on a TV series that has a really big cult hit, only lasts for one year. That sounds a little bit familiar, right? Mm, it does. Yeah. I so, wonder what it can be. <laughs> so, of, of course, I am talking about Ray Nearly, the guy who is played by Alan Tudyk. Um. Um, Alan Tudyk created this at first. It was on, I believe it was a Kickstarter um, at first for the first season of the show. And it it's it was a web series. It was on Vimeo. It went later went to Vimeo On Demand. It was actually one of the first Vimeo On Demand programs out there. And it, um, it was announced at Comic-Con. Like very last minute, there was like, oh, hey, there's a sci-fi panel, you know, the SYFY. Uh, network panel and then it quickly became a con man panel in which alan tudyk announced that 
Con Man Season 1 and 2 will be airing on Sci-Fi. Now, my hope, obviously, with this, because and it is really funny, um, you have, gosh, with the exception of, I believe, Adam Baldwin and uh, that might be, and uh, the actor who plays Shepard, uh, Shepard Book, uh, you have a cameo by a lot of the people from Firefly. Um, but there's a lot of great people in this show. Um, so also I should say it went over to Comic-Con HQ um, for season two. And I mean, it's really funny in, in this because you see Nathan Fillion just playing the comedic role, like playing like what a lot of people probably think Nathan Fillion is like in real life and all this, but really good, really funny. The, episodes are about i, I want to say maybe 20 minutes long like they're web t- they're they're definitely web content sized episodes um but yeah so my hope with this is that you know one this will a, a lot of people will get to see con man a show that i have binged when i had the free beta thing of comic con hq last year and then the free week trial on amazon prime uh, this past year after season two came out and I hope a lot of people will just love and enjoy the show and then it'll a uh, season three will happen because that would be awesome because I mean I'll tell you right now season two featured Lou Ferrigno playing um or wanting to do a production of 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 Mice and Men but where he is not playing Lenny <laughs> well that locks it up right there I'm gonna have to go find it yeah yeah, it's really good. Um, some of the other cameos, uh, Trisha Helfer, Amy Acker, Will Wheaton, Nolan North, Casper Van Dyne, Sean Astin, Sean Mayer, and as I mentioned, Lou, uh, Lou Ferrigno are all in the show at some point. And um, Mindy Serling is in there. She steals the show every time she's in here. It, she's on screen. It is brilliant. The other one, and we can get a little bit more into this, um, Thor Ragnarok. The uh, second trailer came out, and I was excited before. After seeing the first trailer, I was like, all right, I'm going to go see it. I don't want to see anything else. A coworker of mine, he goes, hey, can you um, have you seen the second trailer? I'm like, no, I don't plan on seeing any seeing it. And he goes, oh, because I was going to ask you, what's, the, uh, what's up with the thing at the end? And so I'm like, all right, I will go watch the trailer for you. And I watch it. I'm like, oh, could it be November? Can it be like, can it be like, can this be the Thursday where Thor Ragnarok opens? Like right now, because I, I need this in my life. So I asked you before you, and you had said you've seen it numerous times. Um, what are, what are your impressions of the Thor Ragnarok trailer? See, I think my favorite part of this whole thing is going to be Thor and Hulk going buddy, buddy. it's hard to get better than that oh yeah i mean i love in the beginning of the trailer and there's part of me that wants to say that that's the beginning of the movie um where like that like if if i was doing the movie that's where i'd put that where uh bruce banner's like so where are we oh you would believe and then the whole we fought did i win no Silly Thor is the best Thor. Yeah, all day long. And and a lot of people, I, I've heard, I hear a lot of people go like, "Oh, well, it's you know, 
it's too funny and like just too comedic. And I'm like, look at the director. Look at who you have directing this movie. You've got Taika Waititi, the director of What We Do in the Shadows. I believe he wrote or directed a bunch of the episodes of Flight of the Concords. Um, you know, like this dude does funny really well. I mean, I've I've got people from my work hooked on What We Do in the Shadows because of Thor Ragnarok. Because I just sit there, they're like they're talking about. It, I'm like, no, you got to go see What We Do in the Shadows. I mean, when they're already talking about doing two spin-off products from that from that uh, mockumentary one uh, on the werewolves and the other one on the police officers in this town that's you know you've got gold here and all that so that trailer is out you can go find it out, out on youtube um so while marvel was at the had one of their five or whatever uh, uh at hall h panels they talked about captain marvel now as you as a lot of viewers will t- can tell you and by looking in at my backdrop here with my giant uh, Car- uh captain cap marvel carol danvers uh zoom zoom right there i am a big carol uh captain marvel fan i've been reading it since uh since you know kelly sudaconic took out or you know released the marvel now book um, you know, series and all that, and then seeing some of the news. So, this, first bit of the news: Sam Jackson is going to be in this movie. Um, the other bit, and this is the part that I'm a little bit confused on, is that it's going to be set in the '90s. So, like that part seems that, weird, but I yeah. also trust them to do it well. No, yeah, definitely, I trust them to do it well. But it seems like because you've got Brie Larson playing Captain Marvel, which great casting choice. It seems weird for when you bring her in with the rest of the, you know, for the second Avengers film, you know, the, the, the or that, not the second, the fourth Avengers film, because she's not, she's not going to be an infinity war because then it's like, well, I mean, 20 years have passed. So she should be, you know, she should look a little older but cosmic powers, you know, you kind of give that one a pass. Yeah. So, I mean, what what did you think of the news here from, I mean, with this, you know, with it being set in the 90s, this being where we get Sam Jackson again, but not continuing on his story. Cool. Like, what, what are your thoughts on all this? I'm worried that a lot of people are going to get hung up on the eye patch and they're going to want to see that. I don't want them to waste time on that. Do it, don't. I don't care. But yeah. Don't waste time. But other than that, it's like I want to see where he came from. This Nick Fury. We have comic Nick Fury background. I don't know much about Sam Jackson Nick Fury background and how different that is. Yeah, because I mean, it's 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 interesting because it's definitely if you go from the comics, they did the you know his is based on the Ultimate Universe Nick Fury, where it was based off of Sam Jackson. Um, just because it was it was sort of one of those things like, hey, what if uh, Nick Fury wasn't white? Who would who would make a great Nick Fury? Well, how about Sam Jackson? Okay, so he's like, when I had you know I had gotten into you know reading Ultimate Spider-Man when it was going, and they had you know and the Ultimates and they had this Nick Fury. I'm like, he looks like Sam Jackson. Why does he? This is a comic. You can make him look like anyone. 
why did like everyone else it's not like oh well this person looks like until the movies come out like spider-man didn't look like toby Maguire until um spider-man 2 came out and that, even though yeah. that was ultimate spider-man um the other part that we've glanced over here is the scrolls are in this now i thought these scrolls were involved in with fox so i'm very interested in seeing how like because i thought they were with you know fan you know more fantastic four so i'd yeah, be very interested worked, to see somebody how... worked magic there to pull that off and yeah yes because that is you need that scroll creep kind of dichotomy there to make everything go oh yeah definitely Super cosmic warfare <laughs> So the uh, big thing from this, and we'll have links to the show in the show notes for all the uh, news articles that we talk about. Uh, but good God, these—I I know it's just concept art, but they're—they're going to be taking panels out of the comic book and putting them on the big screen here, because both of the scrolls that they have—they have one that looks more like a super scroll mm-hmm. and uh, just like a scroll grunt. Yeah. They both look like directly from the comic. This and, and it makes it look amazing. Yeah, actually, I'll, I'll go this far. It doesn't look like like concept art. That looks like like uh like like costume testing or makeup testing. Yeah, that, they, that it is there. It doesn't look like just like oh well, here's three D rendering. It's look, it looks like you know they got Greg Nicotero or you know like a great special effects artist face paint and you know going away like here we need we need scrolls make us scrolls and like all right here you go (laughs) um the next one Uh, go ahead they're just fucking beautiful oh yeah definitely the next bit of news that we have is um actually the next two uh bits of news are about trailers so we will talk about the trailers, talk about how we feel about the trailers, but we will not show the trailers because we don't want to get the video pulled off of YouTube. Um, so the first trailer is the Justice League Comic-Con sneak peek trailer thing. Now, this got me excited, but also worried at the same time. Because they're, it's, I'm worried because they're still in reshoots. Now, I know a lot of movies do reshoots. I think all every movie does reshoots. But usually it's not this long. Um, I am glad that they're doing reshoots, um, mainly because we are getting Joss Whedon doing the reshoots. And we've got, and with what he's doing, he's doing more character development, you know, character points in here with the reshoots, which is good because that's been my one critique from the first trailer where they're showing action, 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 action. One little bit of dialogue. Like, eh, um, this doesn't scream like it's going to be a good DC movie sort of thing. Cut to this, and I'm like, Flash looks good. Wonder Woman, we already knew she looks good. Yeah. Superman, well, he's not in here. He's quote-unquote not in here. Batman, all right, he looks good. Aquaman, looks good you know surprisingly good cyborg looks good i don't li- really like how he talks maybe it's because i'm too used to 
uh, Carrie Payton with, with Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go doing it where he's still, you know, it's a cyborg is more human than machine. But uh, Ray Fisher, it seems like he's delivering this like he is more machine than person. Like it's very like, I've got this. I've got this, Alfred. Wait, who is that? Why do you sound dead? Because I am. Open the pod bay doors. Never, Hal. <laughs> you know, it's sort of yeah. it sort of gets to this point where you're like, is he is he a robot just wearing meat skin like like skin flesh thing sort of deal or is he human hopefully that's something they go back and fix i mean i yeah. don't want to wish that they do dialogue after the fact but if that's what you got to do that's what you got to do yeah um but no and overall i like this trailer i i mean it's one of those things that it a lot of the stuff makes sense in there you know to show to show a lot more of the you know where yes there is action but there's more than that you know there's actually funny moments i mean gosh imagine that in a dc film there could be humor holy cow um grant and granted all of them are from the flash um yeah which i'm fine with i'm fine with that because you know barry allen for you know in the justice league cartoon show he was more comedic relief than you know straight up bra villain or bat punch bad guy run real fast punch bad guy run real fast or a deal he, he was more he was always a little bit more i'm gonna i'm gonna crack jokes while we're doing this and you see in there one of my favorite moments is they're on the roof in gotham city commissioner gordon turns around and then, you know, and to continues talking, everyone else leaves, leaving the flash there. And her was like, oh, wow, they really just disappear like that, don't they? And boosh, away he goes. I mean, I would have liked to have seen a different flash, but at the same time, CW is all Barry flash. Yeah. Almost everything that people have seen in mainstream culture has been Barry. So, you don't yeah, have a choice it, there. I mean, and even then, though, because the, like, I think in all technicalities with the Young Justice show, I believe he was actually Wally West. It was just never. Yeah, it was just never really. That's been so long. Yeah. I don't know. So what do you think about the trailer? About this trailer? I really like this one. I mean, I'm really liking that they're bringing up no Green Lanterns, like, at all. And Superman being gone, I mean, you know Superman at least is going to come in at some point because it's a Justice League movie. Yeah. And there's Green already meant... I can understand them not showing up at all. But wasn't there... Um, wasn't there a moment in the trailer where... I think I forget who it was. I think it was Darkseid where he said there's no lanterns that can help you. Like, wasn't... Yeah. I, I want to swear, I want to say there was a line in there, something about lanterns. I'm like, wait... Are they just heavily hinting at the Green Lanterns right now? But not, you know, like, yeah, it was like Hell Jordan. You know, it, was, it was like, no Lanterns, no Kryptonian. You're all doomed. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I'm definitely interested in this. And also, I feel like there's so much pressure on this after, after the success, you know, that, you know, one woman's now outgrossed 
Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. So I feel like there's a lot of pressure on this movie. So yeah, and then the, the I next think you can do it though. Yeah, oh yeah, no, definitely. I definitely think it, it can be done. Um, I just think it's a lot of pressure. Like I, I think just this Justice League movie is what's gonna make or break the DCEU. You know, because especially with the success that they had with that one woman had, I feel if this tanks, they're gonna be like, Well, they can't do they can't do a good superhero movie unless it's Wonder Woman. So, you know, I'm not gonna go see anything else unless it's a Wonder Woman movie Wonder Woman movie. Yeah. Um, the next trailer is one that is oh so near and dear to my heart. Oh so near and dear. Um, I've read the book, I've you know, I listened to the book. I both listened and read to the read the book. When they announced the uh, the that this was coming, I got excited when I saw the picture of of uh, Wade Watts, aka Parsival, um, standing in this in this room and and a scene that's very very early on in the book. I almost yelled really like yes really loud in target where i work um but then i just got so i got so excited i'm like oh guys guys ready player one is going to be awesome they're nailing it they're everything that was pictured in my head while reading this book while listening to will wheaton read this book to me is going to happen cut to the trailer and um should also point out real quick for people who don't do not know Ready Player One comes out 2018. It is written by, um, it comes out March 30th, 2018. It is written by Zach Penn and the author of the book himself, Ernie Klein. Um, you might know Ernie Klein. He wrote uh, Fanboys and he's general awesome nerd guy. But this book is, you know, it takes place. You're in this post-apocalyptic uh, 2069, I believe, is when the year the year that it's set. And you have everyone would rather be online, be in the virtual world, than be um, than be you know in the real world. Um, the main character of of Wade Watts, he lives in what's called the stacks of Cincinnati. I believe it's, I believe it's Cincinnati where basically they just start stacking mobile homes on top of each other. And the head of the Oasis, James holiday passes away, has no heirs is a kid of the eighties. And so he leaves behind a massive Easter egg hunt a la the um, adventure, the, Oh gosh, the Atari game adventure which had one of the first Easter eggs, and that was you you go into this area, and boom, there is the creator's name on there. And you cut, so you then have this big, massive Easter egg hunt journey to find, you know, whoever is the first person to find to find all three keys, get go to th- through the three gates, wins his fortune. Did you, have you read the book? I'll, I'll start with that. I haven't read the book. I'm going to start in the next couple of days. My wife has read the book. Yeah. I've heard so many things about the book. I might have actually heard most of it from her. Yeah. So this is one of the very few books that I've actually, when I was reading it, 
pictured the movie. Um, there was this other book. I God, I don't even remember how I got it, but it was like a it was like a free little like short story book called His Robot Girlfriend. Um, mm-hmm. not as dirty as it sounds. Um, but in my mind, I'm pictured like with how they're describing the this this world that this guy is in. I am picturing this, you know, this really like rom com indie film type movie happening from this but with ready player one looking at this trailer with the exception of they got the iron giant in here and a few other little things um it's almost like spitting image from the books into the movie um so it's you know it is so worth the watch i mean i and i've even heard people um, I've even heard people say, well, we've got, you know, they're trying to find all these little Easter eggs in the movie. I'm like, you realize you're doing the movie, right? Um, and also, I will point out when, it, like, to promote the book, to promote Ready Player One, Ernie Klein had a, a real-life scavenger hunt to where if you completed these three tasks, you won a DeLorean. Like more importantly, you won his DeLorean. Like he bought another one, had it made to look to look exactly like his, in which he had you know all customized like from Back to the Future. And if you completed it, the the three tests you won. Um, I got to gate two, um, because the first gate I believe was like a text adventure. The second gate was a Facebook game where you played this. Um, oh gosh, it was like this collector thing and i just like okay i'm gonna play this game because it looks really fun and it's just been fun for me and all that and i'm like oh wait there's a third one oh hey what was that oh you had to go to an arcade machine oh cool yeah because there's no arcade machines around me so nah. that sucks. <laughs> yeah but I, like the third challenge was you had to oh gosh I can't think of the game the game but you had to go to a console go to an arcade that had this like original arcade game in there play it beat it post your high score and like if you beat it or whatever you won like first person to do that got the car and all that and I'm like uh, yeah that that would have been fun if I lived in a bigger city <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, the trailer, oh gosh, this trailer looks awesome. Um, another one of those things where I'm like, I don't, I don't want to see anymore because like where I've already, already know the plot of the movie since I read the book, but I want to see all these Steven Spielberg references that are also done by Steven Spielberg um, in real life, like just in, in front of me on the big screen in 3D um, or 2D, however I decide to go see it. I want to see it. That's basically what I'm saying. I want to see this. Everything from Comic-Con so far has been, I want to see this. With the exception, because I feel like it's really weird, of our next story. Um, and also because I'm not, I, I'll admit this, I'm not a big Stargate fan. Um, I don't know if you are. Um, I've had people tell me I like it, but yeah. I've never actually gotten into it. So the weird part is, and you know, it makes sense, because MGM is celebrating the 20th anniversary of Stargate by announcing a new TV series, Stargate Origins, that will be on the their excuse me, their Stargate branded 
streaming service dubbed Stargate Command. Now, I believe we get to the point here with streaming services where I sort of go, all right, I'm done. I'm not, I'm, I'm not subscribing to anything, any new streaming services because this seems too, too niche. Exactly. Like I, I, in theory, am a fan of, you know, CISO with, you know, with it being comedy stuff. Um, you know, I love Netflix. I love Hulu. Um, me and Hulu get, get into a little bit of spats at times. Um, I love Amazon Prime. Um, you know, WWE Network for and WWE Network is niche as well because that's just professional. That's just WWE. You know, it's and it's old. It's old libraries that they've acquired the rights to. But it just seems different somehow, though. Yeah, but this for being one show. Now I'm assuming it's going to have all the movies, all the TV series. Um, you know, all 380 or more than 380 episodes of Stargate TV shows. It still, it still seems weird, because you look at the flip side. CBS is doing this with uh, Star Trek, the Star Trek Discovery, you know, series, where it's mm-hmm. trying to use that to launch CBS All Access. There's other things on there. You can watch if you're a Big Brother fan. You can watch every single episode of Big Brother, including that series that they did last year that was an All Access exclusive that sucked. Um, but you know they've got they've got other programming than one TV or one TV series or, you know, one TV franchise Yeah, out there. It's, it's sort of like if, you know, if the, if, you know, Fox decided to do a strictly Simpsons, uh, you know, streaming service, you know, like you pay five bucks or whatever, and you can watch every single episode out there of the Simpsons. I know there's something close to it, but it is bundled in with FXX, I believe, like the FX app. But th- so that's that's a bundle. That's not. Yeah. Pay us money and we you get all the Simpsons you could want or you can get all the family guy you want. It seems dumb. I mean, I like the idea and I'm pretty sure there are people who will who will do this, but it doesn't seem like it's going to have that big, uh, that big a following. I don't know. See, like, if I really wanted to watch it, yeah, it kind of makes sense. But I would subscribe to it, and I would binge my way through everything, and then never touch it again. Yeah, and that's that's the fear. That's what I don't honestly. What I don't get is like how how do you have long term goals with this? Like Netflix, it makes sense because you know they do they put out they put out a bunch of different things to gather a bunch of different people. And so now, you know, I believe now Netflix could do a streaming service that is just their original stuff and still make bank. Now, yes, they do make more with, you know, the licensing that they got with Disney for, um, you know, all their, you know, they, that they got that license away from stars. Mm-hmm. Um, but even with, you know, all of that, it's, it makes, it still seems like, if you were to tell me, okay, you can get, you can get, you have the service where you can watch Glow and um, uh, Stranger Things and, you know, 
you know, Master of None, and you know, you just name off the original TV series. And hell, I'll even go with the TV series that are originals around the world, but are not here, like Riverdale. I would subscribe to that service. You know, like there's no, you know, extra, like I'm binge watching the league right now. Yeah. So, you know, I couldn't do that because, yeah, (laughs) rewatching it for the second time, I believe, since airing live. Um, But still, you know, not one of those things where, you know, it's like, I wouldn't be able to do that. I wouldn't be able to watch the IT crowd for the 10th time. I wouldn't be able to watch, you know, all these shows that I've already seen before or these movies that I've seen before. Just I would still subscribe to it. But on this hand, and, and, and I don't know, maybe it's because I'm not a bit a Stargate fan. You know, I haven't really seen any of this, the shows, seen or the movies or anything like that. Um, but I would be curious. Um, I'd actually be curious for the viewers if there's anyone who is out there watching or listening um, who is who is a Stargate fan. Does this service uh, interest you? Uh, you can write you can write us mail at elsners.com or, you know, we're at Elsners on Twitter. All that stuff is a great way to, you know, get in, get in contact with me. Let me know, hey, would it be worth it? All right. And that is it for the news. And we are going to take a break and do a Patreon read, a support read thing before we get into our next topic. Um, So if you want to help us out, you want to help support the show, the big, the be- best place to go is to gncast.com slash support. On there, you will see two things. The Amazon affiliate link, which in all simpleness, you go there, do your regular Amazon shopping, check out, your price does not change, whether you go just to amazon.com or you go through that affiliate link, but the cut, a portion of that cut that would go to Jeff Bezos goes to us. You're giving us Jeff Bezos's money. I like that idea. And you're, you're going to be on there shopping anyway, so why not give us some of Jeff Bezos's money? The other one is you can help us. You can be a partner, much like Growly Bear. And I keep doing this every time I scroll down and I don't. And Brian Jensen, you can help us out, support us at the show on the show. Go to patreon.com slash galactic networks or galactic netcast, I believe. And or, you know, patreon or gncast.com slash support will give you the best way to go there. And, and being a partner with us. You know, it's it's not your like you're a, a patriot, you know, you're you're supporting us and we're you know, we're just taking your money. It's all this it's no, it's you know, there are levels on there, you know, at the five dollar level, you get this guy right here. I'm pointing to myself for the audio listeners, giving you comic book comic book recommendations every single week. And these are comic books that I love, these are comic books that I, I read the description and I'm like, Well, that sounds interesting. I think people would like to hear that. And I give it to you guys. At the five dollar level, that's five dollars a month. That's not even like an episode or a week. That's a month. That's nothing. That's one comic book. That is a comic book a month that we're asking for. Um, there are other shows that are coming out that are going to be original, like exclusives and stuff like that. Um, you can and basically you can help us out. You can partner with us. You can be our buddy, our friend. Gncast.com/support. All right, it is time for our nerding out and. I'm interested here, Chris, at your nerding out because I don't I don't think this is out yet. How are it's you? Not. 
So here's the thing, though. Let <laughs> me completely skip over the games that are on it. Like, yay, Star Fox 2, but everything else, I've had emulators since middle school. I don't care. I've hacked my Wii. I don't care. But watching everybody freak out over how they're going to get their hands on a Super NES Classic, <laughs> how it's going for, like, three and four hundred dollars on the low end on ebay already and everybody canceling pre-orders and holy crap how am i gonna buy my five copies of this so i can go sell them for six and seven hundred dollars it's ridiculous and it's amazing and i fucking love it (laughs) combined with the news that i just saw while i was waiting for you to come on today that gamestop and think geek i think it was went and found a bunch more nes classics Oh, nice. Supposedly, that's all been gone. Yeah. They had it. You couldn't just buy the NES Classic. You had to buy it with whatever stuff they wanted to pair with it. And there were different levels. And it was like, you know, get some Zelda stuff with it, you know, for double the price. And just kind of went up from there. Yeah. But watching everybody on these game collecting Facebook groups and everything is just fucking amazing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You get scalpers unless it's money. Yeah, it's see, it's interesting at my end because like I work, I work at Target, and from gosh, when the NES Classic come out, like last November, yeah, from then until two weeks ago, and they discontinued the Wii or not the Wii, the NES Classic in April, I believe, is when they officially is where they officially discontinued it, but up until like two weeks ago. We would still get calls. Do you guys got the Nintendo Switch? Or not not, not the Nintendo. Well, we, we would get that too, but do yeah. you guys got the NES Classic? No. And then towards the end, it's like, they discontinued that. They do not make them. But how do I get one? eBay. But I want to buy it from you guys. We don't have any. We will not be getting any. I am, I am, I am sorry. This is not a Target problem. This is a Nintendo problem because they did not make enough for everyone. They were never going to make enough for everyone because they wanted to keep the demand super duper high and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> you know, I had, I'd have that conversation at the beginning, like every 20 minutes. It's like, Oh, hi. You guys got, no, we don't have the Nintendo classic. Oh, okay. And it's just like, God. And now it's with this. Yeah. I just love watching people freak out over it. I mean, (laughs) it's all these people looking to buy a little reproduction system of something that they probably have most of the games for already, but you just gotta have another way to play it. Oh, yeah. And it was, it it was one of those things that everybody goes to to get games. And I'm sitting there telling them, just get a Wii and hack it. I mean, I know people that work on this kind of stuff more on the movie end of things really and you know they're telling me same thing you know just hack a wee oh yeah that's one of the things that i that i i would tell people from the beginning like when we couldn't get it i'm like all right here's what you do you buy a raspberry pi 35 bucks right there you make your own you know your own nintendo classic the better thing though it will play more than the 30 games that are on there. You could play the whole Nintendo Entertainment System lineup on there if you want. You can throw in the NES one if or this, you know, the Super Nintendo lineup if you wanted. I mean, the and, whole NES library is like 17 megs. Yeah. It's tiny. And so it's it's one of those things where you you know, you do this and 
problem solved. And then you find, you know, you find a person or you, if you if you have a 3D printer yourself, you 3D print a case for it. There you go. You're done. Or you find someone who has it and, you know, you pay, it's like, say, hey, I'll, I'll pay for the filament. You know, how much is that? You know, it's not too much. You know, it's not too expensive for the filament. And they 3D print you the freaking case. There you go. You have your NES Classic. You want it to look like the Famicom? You can make it look like the Famicom. <laughs> I just don't get how everybody freaks out. And it might be because I've had an emulator since middle school, so I've always had everything. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've, that same way, like, I've had the emulators for a lot of these games, but I've been, I was more picky. It'd be like the games that I wanted to play, not just like, you know, all of them. But it's one of those, like, I think it's a lot of it because it's officially Nintendo. Like, it's, oh, this is Nintendo re releasing all their stuff on one thing. Um, and then people coming in asking, do you guys got longer cables? It's like, like no. for the controller, no. No, I'm like, and it's something to be older people. I'm like, you had this console when it first came out, right? Yeah, the the cables weren't that long. Like, it, I don't think it was until the uh, Super Nintendo that the cables were actually like long, where you could sit back a little bit from the TV and you know play in from the console and play the game. No, what's weird is I've grabbed so many controllers lately, and there doesn't seem to be any kind of consistency in cord length that it doesn't look like people just complain with them to make them longer. Yeah. So that might be a legitimate thing. Yeah. Just somebody getting lucky and having long cords. But <laughs> gosh, how can everybody freak out? I mean, yeah, the game library is amazing. Yeah. And it's the first official Star Fox 2 release. And I, th- I think that's probably going to be part of it is that is that Star Fox 2 release. But I mean, I don't know. It's I think a lot of it is just the fact that it's official Nintendo. Like it's. Oh, and also, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. When I first read this, like your thing yesterday, when I was putting in the news stories, I'm like, in my brain, it said Sega. Like, like I saw SNES, and I'm like, the Genesis. I don't know. How, I don't know how. I don't know why. But I'm like, all right, cool. This is, and I'm like, wait. SN. Wait, what? Why did I think Sega? <laughs> you have one. Yeah. And really, it's better than anything Nintendo made for this because you can pop real games in it. Oh, yeah. Wait, is that actually licensed by Se- or a product from Sega? Um, they at least have their stamp of approval on it. Okay. Cause, I don't like, know if they made it because I'm not going to get one because I don't care. Oh, but they, it's got, yeah. it's got it's like 30 or so games built in and... It's got a cartridge slot, so anything that you have the game for that isn't on there, you can just pop it in and play it, just like a normal Genesis. Yeah, because we still have that. I believe we still have that at uh, Target, and I, I, I was just like, "Oh, it's some third party thing, whatever." But then I'm like, now I'm thinking about, it, I'm like, yeah, actually, I think that might be Sega, and it's that it's the one you're talking about where you can put you can yeah. put the console in, the cartridge in. I'm like, oh, I so would do that. <laughs> um. But yeah, so it's a great nerding out. Um, and I, I, I'm right there with you. I do not get why the like I get the Nintendo Switch like Hollow Blue. I get that because yeah. that's new shiny. That's seeing stuff that you know that's Nintendo doing really good, true innovation with a so much so that you know at work this week they asked what protection plan would that be? Would that be portable tech or home tech? And I go and I go on there. I'm like, that's home tech. And like, well, wait, but wouldn't it be portable? I'm like, no, that's their home console. 
you know, the 3DS is still their portable console. You know, for however long that the 3DS has, that's what it is. That's going to be their portable one. But yeah, so, uh, and that's, and there, there will be, you know, there will probably be massive lineups for this. But again, it's because it's Nintendo. Everyone has such a nostalgia boner for Nintendo. If I get one, it's going to be the same way I got my Rosalina Amiibos. Like, I'll randomly go to Target one Sunday morning, and <laughs> everybody that lined up will have gotten theirs and left because my Target is actually pretty decent about limiting what people can get on this kind of thing. Oh, yeah, we are too, yeah. They were sitting there like, you can get one Amiibo of each kind, and that's it. And I walked in at, like, 10 o'clock and bought two Rosalinas. Yeah, they're... they're... A stack of PS3 games. <laughs> yeah ours is like that too with uh like even right now still with the nintendo switch and we've we've been getting a little bit more of a steady stream but it's you know one per you know you get one and it's it's even per household so it's not just per guest it's per household so if you come in with a group of people you know guess what you guys get one nintendo switch don't care that you're you know well, we drove separate don't care resellers Good. try that shit all the time and so, and that's why we do it. If people want to know why Target does it, it's because Target does not sell to resellers. You know, they, they try their best not to. So it's those bad Apple resellers that are spoiling it for the rest of us. All right. So my nerding out is actually going to lead into the else words. Um, and that is, I have been... I basically have my movies planned out for the next month, month and a half that I'm going to go see in the, in the theaters, which means I have my nerding out, my else view planned out for the next month and a half or so. Um, this week I saw Valerian and the city of a thousand planets. This is the newest movie by Luc Besson who did uh, Lucy and did, was most is probably most famous for doing the fifth element and this stars Cara Delevingne and Dane DeHaan. Um, you might know Dane DeHaan for being the Green Goblin in Spider-Man, um, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, but yeah, this movie visually, oh my gosh, dude, the reviews all say that it's visually stunning. That covers the tip of the iceberg. This is one of, like, I wish I could have seen this in 3D. And I also wish I don't, I didn't have to wear, you know, regular prescription glasses to where I'm doing the double glasses thing when I go and see 3D movies. But, oh my gosh, this movie, so good. So, so good. I mean, the, the plot, there are some plot points that I will discuss in the else words, uh, you know, as non-spoilery as I can for people. Um, but I mean, it's a great story. Um, this is one of the first movies actually that I was able to predict the villain like in the first act, um, which again, not a bad thing, but it's just one of those, like, if you get really upset about like, Oh, I saw that coming a mile away. Well, it's a summer blockbuster movie. Sit down, shut up, eat your popcorn. Um, gosh, the whole Luke Passant has this ability with his movies. Like fashion comes first, it seems like with him. I don't know if it's because he's French or what, but like everything looks like I could see a runway model, you know, and Cara Delvin is a model, but like 
everything that's being worn here, I'm like, that looks really good. It looks really like like high end fashion designers are are doing this work for him or something like that. Um, my one gripe with this is, and what I always tell people when they're like, "Whoa, oh, well, how was it?" and I go, "Have you seen the Fifth Element?" and they're like, "Yeah." What did you think of it? If they liked it, I'd be like, "Well, then you, you'll really like." Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. If you didn't like it, you're probably not gonna like this movie because there are a lot of similarities between the two. Um, and that is that is interesting to me because Valerian is based off of a comic book. I want to say it's based off of a French comic book, but I could be completely wrong. Um, more than likely, I am. But it is. Um, there are a lot of moments in there that are. are you know like i'm like this seems like it's they're basing this off like they're doing this from the fifth element too um which is fine you know again i'm not this is a complaint but it's not like a oh this takes me completely out of the movie complaint it's just sort of like it is what it is um but yeah i mean it's so i know you haven't seen it and that's why i'm saying i'm out of politeness i am staying away from spoilers um i will say that um a couple of the people that aren't in here or you know actually he's credited in the um rihanna is really good in here um ethan hawk i didn't know he was in here he is great in this he is in like a really short like it's well not really short but he's in only like like one scene but it was one of those like i saw i'm like like I hear, I hear him talking, and then I look, and I'm like, "Wait, that's Ethan Hawke. What's he doing in this movie?" Um, but yeah, it's great popcorn theater movie. You know, go to this and see it. Um, sort of deal. And yeah, it is. This is of uh, the Valerian and Laureline, which is the base material is a French comic is a French science fiction comic series. Um, but yeah, so it's go check it out. It's in the theaters now. Um, and yeah, so the else words that we're going to get into is that comparison. So does, does a comparison like that, like if you go into a movie and it's, even if it's a movie that you liked, so like, I, I, I did enjoy the fifth element. It like, like you, like I asked you before the show, I asked you when was the last time you, or if you had seen it, um and you said it's been a while yep does that take you out of a movie if if the movie like you can tell it is there a lot of the plot points were used in another uh, in another movie from the same director even you know, like this one it was luke Passard who did the fifth element and would that take you out of the movie not really i mean i'm watching all these comic movies pretty much knowing what's going to happen yeah because we've we've all read the comic books there i mean when i watched the village yeah, I saw that look on somebody's face. When I watch The Village, I'm sitting there like, okay, they've got to be some kind of secret society buried yeah. themselves away from modernness. I guess that like the first 10 minutes. And then, you know, yeah. being as young as I was, I still relatively enjoyed it. I don't think I can do it now. <laughs> but, you know, I don't, some movies, you know, you're not just watching to learn the plot. You're watching to enjoy the ride along the way. Oh yeah, definitely. And this is, this is one of the things that I that I 
definitely had it was I enjoyed the ride. It was just like I'm like, oh well, he took this from, you know, like, uh, Rihanna and Ethan Hawke definitely have that feeling, and I I cannot think of the the of the, um, of their names, but of it's very much in the scene like where you first meet, um, where you first meet the blue alien in the Fifth Element, and um, I believe Chris Tucker's character, you know, because I I think you meet them at the, around the same time, um. And so it has this very similar, like you could see parallels and stuff. And I'm like, oh, well, that's cool that they're doing this. But then it, 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 take, it takes, for me, it takes me out a little bit, but it doesn't ru- ruin the movie. Because I could be taken out by, taken, taken up, out away from the movie for anything. I mean, I thankfully never noticed it in while watching the movie. But during the previews and during the credits, I noticed about what a third of the way from the left and like you know maybe a foot down from the screen a green dot from the projector on the screen and it's what and usually i'm surprised i didn't notice it during the movie because usually like i watched cabin in the woods for you know a previous iteration of the show um because our co-host or the host then he goes you have to see this movie i'm like I'm not a big horror movie fan. He's like, I don't care. You have to see this movie. It is really good. And I watched it and there was a speck on the screen. And so I would, you know, while, you know, really young Thor is getting, you know, murdered and stuff like that. I'm looking, I'm like, and there's that speck. I'm watching. And I'd go back out and there's the speck. And I I would get drawn back to this little thing. I'm like, yeah, but. I don't know. I I had this. I had the thought after getting out of the movie theater, with this of the fact that you know that they borrowed a lot from, from the Fifth Element, and I guess at the time it bothered me, and even now it's one of those like, you can take how I say you know how did you like the Fifth Element, um, how you want, like like you could take it like oh well I'll just go home and watch the Fifth Element again, you know or you know or I will go see this new visual stunning because it is visually stunning. And the ideas behind this, um, I guess there's already talks of, of Valerian two. Um, and I think Luke Basson is our, is working on the scripting for Valerian three. I'm excited for that. I mean, this is a really good action scene or action ser- uh, series that we could have here. You know, good sci-fi, um, stuff that it doesn't even seem like it's like it seems like it could happen sci-fi yeah um i love the opening to this movie um and you know how it becomes what it is where it starts out actually you know i think this is the movie that would take place in 2069 um because it starts out with but actually no it starts before because it's it starts with the the building of the international space station and basically it goes bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger with all the you know all the eventually all the countries of the earth have made you know have added you know their own parts to the ship where they have people you know basically have like people from every country on earth in this planetary thing you know this uh, space station and then extraterrestrials start joining in to where it's just massive city of a thousand planets that has to 
leave Earth's atmosphere and you know go out into the galaxy because it's so big that it's going to crash into the Earth and all that. And just a brilliant no talk like for a good five minutes, no talking with the exception of uh ground control to Major Tom. Um that, that song playing. Fit perfectly like oh god. Talking about it now, I want to go see that again. <laughs> like I guess that's a good side of a good movie. It's like if you really if you want to go see it after you've you're already done. But yeah, I'll probably end up seeing it this weekend. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, if you can see it in 3D, there are um, my, I'm probably not that unique, but I can I could see like how it would look in 3D with watching just regular 2D, to where it's like where I would want to usually go. I it's that and Spider-Man Homecoming. I want to go see both of those again in 3D, you know, specifically just so I can see, you know, how it looks because there's some, there are some moments that are playing towards the camera, but it's not the cheesy, you know, sort of deal. It's more with like the, oh, he, you know, like, like Spider-Man, oh, he comes in over your head sort of deal. Or, you know, he leaves and he comes out of you sort of deal. And it's, I don't know, it's really good. Um, but yeah, I think that's gonna do it for us. Um, real quick, um, Chris, can, you wanna you wanna give um, everyone, uh, where can everyone find you? Find your stuff. Easiest place to find me is over at playcomics.com. Um, the show is just about taking all those video games that are based on comic properties and looking at how well they stick to the source material. We're going nice. roughly chronologically, so we're still buried deep in the NES stuff. Like we just oh, nice. at the Dick Tracy episode this past weekend. Those games are horrible. <laughs> but you know, I mean, I kind of jammed Atari twenty six hundred all together and got like Spy versus Spy and a couple real early things before I got my co host Sean, different Sean, and we're really getting rolling on it. So I'm looking forward to getting to the Super Nintendo stuff when games get good. Yeah, we nice. will definitely cover Silver Surfer on NES. We just haven't gotten there yet. But yeah. quick preview: that's pretty bad too. Well, okay. So let me ask you this: what What is your favorite comic book based uh, video game from the early, you know, from the early stages of video gaming? From the early stuff, um, I mean, it's hard to say because some of, some of them are so bad. And nothing on NES. Um, once you get into like Super Nintendo and Genesis stuff, you have War of the Gems, and you have <sighs> wow, it's escaping me because most of what I've done really got into it when I started was like the PlayStation Spider Man's. Yeah, and right in then, so before that, it gets a little iffy. Honestly, I have a soft spot yeah, for fighters, so Justice League Task Force is going to be in there too. Yeah. I said, because you're talking to the guy who loved at the time, but looking back at it now, realized he had some sort of sadomasochistic punish myself game. Like, I love that uh, home improvement game. Oh, like, God. I played that all the time. Couldn't get past the. I think I got past the first level one time. Do not remember how I did it. Could not duplicate it. Um, but But it was... And strangely enough, I looked at oh the Batman game for the Super Nintendo. Um, I believe See, it that's was, where I get stuck because it like, was Batman and Robin. Yeah, it was the Batman, Batman and Robin. Game. 
and, and I looked at that one like, oh, that's too hard. I could probably play that one now and get past. And actually, I could then do. I could get past levels in there. Um, you know where I had the. I think I had the level code for level six where I would end up memorized, or you know I had it written down somewhere, yeah. so I could just go right to that instead of. Oh, I gotta go through levels one through five again, and stuff like that. But with that home improvement game, it's like I couldn't get shit in done through that. Like at one point, I think I got to play as Brad, but I don't remember. I don't know. That game is horrible. And if someone were to bring it back by in, in front of me, I'd probably be like, nah. That kind of thing is where I get stuck. Because like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they're good games. But the first one is what I played more growing up. And getting to that stupid sewer level is just horrible. <laughs> Yeah. And I know objectively Batman on regular Nintendo is a good game. Yeah. But I just can't do it. No, yeah. So check them out at playcomics.com. Um, and also, before we go, we should let you know that, um, like I mentioned before in the news, if you have, if you want to leave us, uh, you know, you can make contact with us by um, sending us mail, mail at elsenerds.com, or you can leave us a voicemail at 805-328-3966 and we will listen to all of that, all of that um read all of that you can also you know send us messages on twitter um the show is at alts nerds the uh network is at galactic netcasts that's also where you can find the facebook page so we're at facebook.com slash galactic netcasts um our producers are uh beatmaster can be found at beatmaster 80 wish him you know, wish him love while he's still on vacation. Uh, Evan is at Mr. Underscore Fusion. Uh, you can find all of Corey's stuff at don'taskcomics.com. Um, Sean Burns is over at S. Burns PA, and I'm at that Gregor. And until next time, this has been a Don't Tell Glenn production. We will see you next week. Or else. <laughs> For more on this Galactic Network podcast, go to gncast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com.